This is VH Snack. And we're back, and we're ready to VH Snack. And what a thing you just brought up. Oh. Uh, the graded sealed VHS tapes. Of course, yeah, this was going to worm its way into this this thing. We're jumping right in. Welcome no. to the Problem Child episode. No. But we got a problem <laughs> with... Uh, I was just talking with Josh. By the way, I'm Phil. I'm Josh. And um, yeah, hi. Welcome hi. to the show. Hello. Um, we were just talking about graded VHS tapes. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, look. You, Lunch Meat, are the... VHS expert. So why don't you give us your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm not going to spill all the beans here. I mean, I, you know, there's, it's a pretty cut and dried thing to me, but I mean, you know, I wrote about, I wrote an article for it in the new issue, which is going to be probably out by the time this, this episode drops. So I did write an article about it and what I think, but I mean, basically it's, it's a market that's driven by the people that invented the market. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like it's it's kind of insider if you ask me, and I think that they're pushing a trend and pushing that sort of thing. And if people want to buy it, let have at it. I mean, you know, people are. I've seen some ridiculous eBay sales for like uh, run of the mill basic tapes, like a copy of Gremlins. You know, nothing rare about that tape, but somebody graded it and somebody bought it for like twenty five hundred or however much it went for. Right, and. I don't think it's because it's rare. I think it's because it's iconic. Because it's like a classic 80s movie, right? I think that's what people want are these sealed classic tapes. Sure. Like, I was just showing you, I bought a copy of Stepfather 2. Sealed. Looks super minty and fresh. Mm -hmm. And we were joking like, ooh, maybe I should get it graded. But why did you buy it, though? Uh, Because, for one, I... Speaking of kind of problem child... uh, Uh (laughs) <laughs> I love those movies and I just discovered them. I watched Stepfather 1 and 2 yep, yep. recently and I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, I was missing out. I always saw the the movies in the video store, but I just never got around to watching it. Oh, but yeah. either way, I was like, you know what? I really want to own these movies on VHS. And I was just perusing eBay and I was able to score a copy of Stepfather 2 sealed for like 25 bucks. So, But you're going to keep it sealed, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing is, I think that this is influencing collectors even to just get sealed tapes because, oh, wow, they're drawing attention to it. You know, mm-hmm. I've skipped over so many sealed copies of like Back to the Future and stuff like that because I didn't really need it or want it. Yeah. I thought it was cool that it was sealed. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years of collecting, you you see it and you're like, oh, well, that's cool. And you just don't take it home. Once in a while, I'd buy some sealed stuff. Um, but because I thought it was cool because it's like, oh, this is neat that this copy of McDonald's ghost is, yeah. you know, sealed and it has the McDonald's you know logo on the seal. I thought it was cool. I still have it. I think it is cool, but I don't know. It's a weird market and it's a, it's a weird mm-hmm. thing. And I can see why it agitates people. And, um, but like I talk more about it in the new issue, so you can, you can pick it up in the new issue. Yeah. Yeah. So if I want to get this copy of stepfather Two graded, who do I send this to? Who is doing the grading? Yeah, I don't even want to give them a commercial. Like, honestly, I don't even want to support that. Like, so I don't even want to talk about it. Is it just like some dude? Like, I mean, that's what they are. They're just dudes that have a business that grades stuff. Okay. We were, we were like looking at each other incredulously, like, who, who does this? Why? Are they like, how are they like looking? (laughs) 
Are they like looking at the corner of the tape with a magnifying glass? But like, you know, this looks like a 9.8. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing is that they're looking at things and giving it, you know, what's like you said, what's their criteria, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And it's just an, it's an invented market. Right. So, I mean, that's fine. Um, you know, I had a thing happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sealed tapes, weird. It's just a weird thing that's happening in the in, in the VHS community right now, and um, I'm not going to sit there and say like if you collect VH sealed VHS tapes that it, it's bad. Like do whatever you want. I want whoever, well, I whoever wants a, to collect can do it for whatever reason they want. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between um, going for sealed tapes versus the whole grading thing. That seems like a whole separate issue to me for some reason. Like I get the appeal of sealed tapes, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. There's just something I I get that part of it, but the mm-hmm. the grading part, I'm just like, eh, I don't understand. I don't either. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, but I, I mean, get it. it's just whatever people want to do. You know, people inside of a culture are going to do things that they like. They're going to go for things that they like, and I think it's a very complicated issue. And I think that's something that's happening. You know, happened to the video game culture. You know, when people like started started grading video games and there was like all that insider stuff happening and it's messy, you know, and mm. um, I did write an article about it in the new issue and you can read it there. So. Cool. Well, yeah, I will. But back to the tape at hand, hey. which is not sealed and it was in the VCR. Hey, do you have a graded copy of Problem Child? No, and I never <laughs> will. Because these tapes are made to be watched. Put them in the VCR. Man, Problem Child 1 and 2. Today we're talking about Problem Child 2 yes. specifically. Is this, this is our first sequel. I believe so. On VH Snacking. I believe it is a first sequel. Mm-hmm. I was excited to do a sequel because sometimes I think that the sequel surpasses the original. Sometimes it does. Right. And you wanted to do PC2 more than Problem Child, right? Was that you or was it me? I think this was all... This was mostly your idea. Mostly me. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. But I, mean, I agree that I like this one more than the first. Yeah. I mean, well, let's first talk about where you saw this movie. Like, where did it come to you? And um, Apparently, I caught this one on the USA Network quite a bit. Really? Because on YouTube, there's a compilation of deleted scenes. Like, seven minutes worth of deleted scenes. And I watched both versions yeah, some of the deleted scenes, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Like, there's a scene where uh, Ben is looks out the window and he sees one of his neighbors stretching about to go for a run. Yeah. And he throws on his jogging suit and goes out there and joins her. Right. Do you remember that scene? That's not in the movie. I know. But it was it, on the USA version. Yes, it was on the USA okay. version. And on the YouTube clips of the deleted scenes, it has the USA logo on it. So, apparently, I caught this on USA quite a bit. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, I don't remember it on USA. I remember renting it all the time. I remember specifically seeing the Problem Child 2 standee in in my uh, local video store and being so stoked when Problem Child 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember renting it. I remember seeing the, the comedy sticker on the actual tape at Video Vision. Like, it's very, this is a very clear memory that I have of renting this tape. Um, and I rented it quite a bit. So, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I that. It's just constant rental for me growing up. So, and this movie is insane. Okay, it is not. Yeah. A, it is not a kids movie. This movie is. You know what? I don't think it's as dark as the first one. The first one has some 
I don't know, he's like writing to a serial killer. Oh, it's dark. It's definitely a dark comedy. Um, the first one. I feel like this one is less dark and like more in bad taste. More gross. Yeah, like <laughs> just in bad taste. That's like all of, like the jokes are just farts and vomit. Farts, and vomit. Just um, bottom of the barrel. I mean, kids using, you know, 10-year-old kids using pretty profane language, you know? At times, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of um standees dude you're gonna get that problem child standee on dude i really right want now? it man i'm oh. just no nah, i mean for a hundred bucks i don't know it just seems like it's not a lot like standees standees are going for a lot now and i want i want that problem child standee but it's also missing the pitchfork which you know yeah it's of the first problem child and this junior dressed as the devil and there's like the the, the box the movie cover next to it and Missing the pitchfork. Yeah, dude. You sent it to me, and I was like, I already have this on my watch list on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm already looking at this dang thing. So, man, standees, that's a world that I'm going to start looking out for more cool standees. It's it's definitely changed a lot. I mean, just like VHS prices. I mean, like, you know, when I remember when standees were like $25, $30, you know, like that was maybe like five, six, seven years ago. The prices have went up on everything, but yeah, some of them are really unique and really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you want video store standees because they're rad and, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. If you, you got know. the room for it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I want, I got a, I got a perfect place in my room that I could put that, per, that problem child standee. Oh, but. my God. It is your birthday. Yeah. You want no, me to order no, it for you don't on do air? It. Don't do it. That's too much, buddy. <laughs> You're so nice. Uh, I'm pulling my phone out. I'm going to order it. <laughs> no, but this, this movie was supposed to be a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, ish. I mean, they tacked a cartoon onto the front of it in a theatrical run to make it like more of a kids' movie. Have you seen? Did you know there was a cartoon series? I did, I did. I watched an episode last night. Not good. It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I think it only really ran for like one season, if one season. Two seasons. Two seasons. I think, surprisingly, I watched the. I, I made it about. I was getting ready for bed, but I like put it on an episode, and I, I made it about twenty minutes into the first episode, or fifteen minutes or so, and I was like, I this is bad it's not great no i mean all that all that stuff like back to the future had a had a cartoon yeah problem child definitely had a cartoon it was not very good yeah um i remember watching it um dumb and dumber had a cartoon it did did have a cartoon beetlejuice beetlejuice absolutely beetlejuice was pretty cool beetlejuice cartoon rules that's one of my favorite cartoons quite a while I mean, it was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of... You couldn't get that on DVD for a while. I remember collecting mm-hmm. the tapes and them being kind of priced high because it was the only way to see that cartoon at, at a certain point. So, hmm. But yeah, there's also a Problem Child 3. Did haven't you look into seen this? It. I haven't seen it. Junior in Love. And, you know, uh, he's not in it. Junior, the original Junior isn't in it. Yeah, Michael Oliver. Michael Oliver is not in it. Isn't um, Murph? He's in it, right? Maybe. In, I know that Jack Warden is. And Peabody? Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. I think he he's is. on the cartoon as well. He is. Gilbert Godfrey was like, I'll do He's whatever. all over it. I'll do whatever you want. He's such an iconic character from this series, though. I mean, like, oh, you know. It's him and it's her and they're together. Such a grating voice. <laughs> oh, my God. He really does have the worst voice in the world. Also, like, the best voice in the world, though, because it's like, it's his trademark. It's like his instant recognizable thing about him. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, it's that's just how it is. He's great in this movie. His scream when he walks into the principal's office. Excellent. Can we talk about where they're moving from? Because you sent me the house that they actually live in in Problem Child 2, and it's in Florida. Yeah, they shot this in Orlando, Florida. The house 
uh, I found the Zillow listing. I love looking up mm-hmm. Zillow listing for. How did you find the Zillow listing for this house? I typed in "problem child two house address," and it popped up. And, and that's I, it. And I googled that address, wow. and uh, the Zillow listing came up. It sold fairly recently for like seven hundred thirty something thousand, which doesn't seem that much because that's a really nice house. It's, I, a, I w- it's a lot of money. Um, I wish you could have seen inside of it. Like, I wonder if it still looks looks the same inside. I wish they had inside pictures. They only had exterior. Well, it's four bedroom, three bath, and it's like yeah. three thousand square feet, so it's pretty big. And you got that waterfront view when you yep. open the front door. Yep, Orlando. So pretty nice, my friend. Yeah, it sold in the nineties for like two hundred something thousand. Mm. So okay, okay. <clears throat> I thought it was cool that you sent me that, and I was like, oh. But they're supposed to be moving from Illinois. To Portland. Is it Illinois? Oregon. They come from Cold Lake, Illinois. I think that's where, where they're from. Okay. And then they moved to, not Portland, but they moved to someplace in Oregon. I think that's the storyline. But in reality, when you're looking at all of the landmarks, it's like they're coming from California to Florida? Yeah. Because there's Florida landmarks. I guess. Did you notice there was that one building called the Booby Trap? Which is, uh, I guess it's a a strip club but it just has like the building just looks like two boobs no did you not notice this in the, in the beginning like <laughs> in the title not. sequence because no, they're I showing didn't. like randy's donuts and all these like weird places that they're going uh-huh and it's a place called the booby trap and it's just two boobs cool name for a strip club yeah i'm pretty sure it's what it is but it i was yeah. like are what are those pumpkins oh those are breasts <laughs> got you yeah okay hey, speaking of pumpkins another uh what's up with this kind of thing in the movie uh is this supposed to be halloween I don't think so. What makes you think that? Because there's a shot when Trixie is walking through this little breezeway at school. There's like spider webs, like like Halloween decoration spiders. Oh, dude. All and over the place. There's leaves everywhere, too. So it's definitely the fall. Yeah. So. Maybe this is like a, I, a low-key Halloween movie. I don't think they, they never imply that it's Halloween. But no. did some Halloween stuff just happen to show up while they were filming it? Did you look up when it was sh- when they shot it? No. Because maybe maybe they were shooting it during Halloween and those Halloween decorations were just there at the school anyway. We'll we can see. find out. We can find out. We we know how to figure these things out. But yeah, this is a kids movie, I think. I think it's supposed to be, but it's not cuz it originally had an R rating. Shot January 16th to March 15th. No. So why were there Halloween decorations up? No idea. Did, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. I mean, That's but crazy. I don't remember seeing the Halloween decorations, but I do remember like the fall when he goes outside to like uh, shoot Trixie with the the slingshot or try to. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's leaves everywhere. Like it's fall for sure. Well, I mean, it's floor. It's a it's a Florida winter. So I guess that's fall. I guess. It's kind of like our fall. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. But I see leaves on the ground. So. Man. Just. Uh, it was striking to me. I was like, man, that doesn't make sense. But okay, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is insane if it's even trying to be a kid's movie or like at least a family comedy. Like not even close. Like this is this is like the most like weird backwards kind of, you know, family comedy that I've seen in a long time. Came out July 3rd, 91. Do you know what it opened against that weekend? Another movie where people say is far superior to the original. Adam's Family Values. Close. 
That came out in 93. Oh, shit. I thought it was 90. The first Adams Family came out in 91. But T2. T2. Terminator 2. It is. I think that T2 is better than the original Terminator. I think. I know people are going to like behead me for that or what oh, my head. No way. Like, I, I mean, that's. I mean, look, original Terminator is great, but T motherfucking 2. T2 come, is the shit. Come on. I mean, that's like one. But Adams Family Values, though, is also another one in the, in the conversation for sequels that surpass the originals, that's right? That's another. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, T2, I definitely agree with. Terminator 2 also features Bad to the Bone. Bad to the Bone. Oh, man. And it also has a problem child in it. Yeah, that's true. Man, you're really making these really good connections. (laughs) For sure. If you give me enough time, I'll find another one. I know you will. Hey, you know, speaking of Bad to the Bone, one thing about that song, you don't hear it enough. I need to hear it. You want to hear it more? I need to hear it about 500 more times in my life. Did you listen to it on the way here? Yeah. You did? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Hey, well, you're going to listen to it on the way home, that's for sure. Oh, man. That's for VH, sure. Yeah, I'm uh, being sarcastic. Yeah, but I mean. Know, but, dude, when I went to Monster Jam this past weekend. Did you, uh, hear, it? Did you hear it? Grave Digger's theme song, Bat to the Bone. It is? Yeah. Oh, man. I was a little disappointed. Um, that's Grave Digger's official theme song is Bad to the Bone? That's what it played every time it came out. I was a little disappointed. Was it the... It's George Thurgood that does that song, right? Mm-hmm. Was it the original George Thurgood? Yes. Da-da-da-da. Man, that sarcasm really didn't lay on to me until you said you were being sarcastic, by the way. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> oh, that you really? like you actually loved Bad to the Bone. <laughs> and I was like, it's a pretty good song. I mean, it seems a little out of your normal I shape. Mean, but it's, uh, God, you just hear it so much. It's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, and they, you know. And they play it so much in this movie. They do. Well, is it... In the first one, too, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh oh, Junior's got an idea. Yeah. Well, that's kind of his theme song. <laughs> you is. know, that's kind of his musical cue. And then he stares off and rubs his chin mischievously. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Junior's a badass. I mean, he was the problem child. I mean, he was the bad kid of the 90s. Yeah. So, um, any other sequels that you think are better than the original? I think Bride of Frankenstein is better than Frankenstein. I haven't seen Bride of Frankenstein. I've seen Frankenstein. I think Ghoulies 2 is better than Ghoulies. Mm. Is that the one where they go to college? That's number three, I believe. Oh, okay. That one's also pretty good. And people will argue that Ghoulies 3 is better is the best of the franchise. Ooh, there's a whole other topic. The third entry that's better than the original. Right. But it's still cons- it's still a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's arguable. Um, The Stepfather 2. Stepfather 2, I think it's, it's arguable. It's arguable, for sure. It's really good. Jonathan Brandis, uh, Meg Foster, Caroline Williams. Good it's supporting really good. cast. Really good. But both are great. I would watch both. I mean, but that's the thing is that, of course, it's a subjective. Mm-hmm. But there are, like, I'm not going to say that TCM 2 is better than TCM because that's impossible, right? I'm not going to say that. They're was, so different. They're so different. Like, that's the thing is <laughs> yeah. that you, it's, it's imaginable that somebody could enjoy tcm2 more than tcm1 if could, if you lean that. in a certain way like to me texas chain the the texas chainsaw massacre the original is the best horror film ever made for me like that's, that's a fair like, that's statement. my subjective point of view opinion right mm-hmm. but i mean tcm2 is so fun yeah you tcm2 I mean? is more of like a beer and pizza 
rock and roll kind of movie. And know? it's super fun. It still holds up. It's super great. So, I mean, like, there's this... You can make an argument. Sure. It doesn't make it, like, less or more valid than anything else. But you can make an argument for this kind of stuff. And, I, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. That's why I think that PC2 is a great subject for a VH snack. And so we can just talk about how sometimes, sometimes the sequel can surpass the original. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you're refining an idea. You're losing what doesn't work. Sometimes it's, you know, some it, it's good. Do you think uh problem child two pulled that off? They found what worked and. I mean, no, I mean, I think that problem child two is a really strong movie and i think that it's in the same way that if you enjoy this kind of more in bad taste kind of humor i think it's just as a good is it just as good as problem child yes and i think that it's totally subjective as to what you think is better yeah like i mean problem child one's a classic first one you know has the the amazing scenes at the birthday party and all that kind of stuff but yeah. PC2 has, like, this most insane shit in it. Yeah. Like, that we'll get to. We should get to moments, too. Okay. All right? Wanna... I think we can dive right into moments with that. Okay. Let's uh, jump on in. Yes, uh, sir. So, you may... what's our kind of rule we got going on now? You made the snacks. I go first with the moments. You made this rule last time. <laughs> I don't know. I we're... really think you did, though. Okay. We're just winging it. Yeah, we're winging it. But you can go first. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, this isn't really a moment, but that house... So cool. That is a cool well, house. Like when you saw this when you were a kid, I mean, he's got the arcades in there. He's got the basketball hoop. I was like, Junior, don't fuck this up. You mm-hmm. got a cool dad. Look, he's got you an arcade. I mean, come on, dude. He's really got it made. And he realizes it in the beginning when he's like, I think we're going to be okay. That bed? You got to talk about the bed, dude. <laughs> you got to talk about how he has an arcade in his bed. Arcade bed. Yeah. I mean, Oh my god! I wonder what happened to that bed after they wrapped production. Well, hopefully Junior got it. Hopefully they didn't put it in a dumpster in or Orlando somewhere. No way! Why would you just throw that thing away? I mean, how are you going to haul that thing? Who's going to take that? You know, I would. I would take it. You know who wouldn't take it? A moron. Yeah, a moron wouldn't take it. You would fly. You that- know what a moron is? That's what your dad is. <laughs> Are we talking about the neighbor guy? <laughs> no, that's oh. The, do you realize his last name is Burger? The this, this the neighbor? neighbor guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. A funny looking kid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what, what do you think about my new cooker? Oh, you're not impressed, huh? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's funny that he's like, we're gonna have a barbecue, and his last name is Burger. Oh wow. Yeah, I think that's funny. Is that the the twins' dad? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two dollars for lemonade for me for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's I, I it's a little confusing, but they do a, she's the twins are in the backyard. She's like, there's a ten dollar move in fee. Lemonade, fresh squeeze lemonade. Yeah. Those twins probably get asked all the time to say that out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that's when Junior gets his first bad to the bone moment. Mm-hmm. When he blows up the cooker. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It is a bad to the bone moment though. Um, okay, one of my favorite moments, John Ritter ripping Junior out of the seat. He's like, no way, I'd rather eat a turd. It's <laughs> like, Junior? I'm an adult, you're gonna do what I say. Because John Ritter doesn't lose his shit enough at Junior in this movie. I feel like he does, he does have that big freakout moment in the first one. 
and to me, those are some of the funniest moments because oh, yeah. John Ritter is just such a nice, humble dad kind of guy. Yeah, he's a heartwarming human. Yeah. 1,000%. See, and to see him just lose his shit and rip Junior out of the car is great. <laughs> now look what you've done. <laughs> There's so many small like lines in, inside of this movie like that. You know, well, I'm sure we'll get to a lot of them, but. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty constant flow of them. Hey, P-Brain, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yo, did you see his desk? Yo, what's up with that desk? It's and a desk made of pencils. That desk is made of pencils. And I immediately I think to myself, how can you write on this desk? Mm. Because it's not going to be flushed, right? It's not going to be like a flat table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it looks really cool. Whose idea was it to make a pencil desk? I'm assuming it is a, the top is made of pencils, something you lay over the top of a desk, but still. I would certainly That's hope, pretty crazy. Yeah. That you would, maybe there should be a, like, plate glass on top of it or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that way you could actually write on it, because otherwise. Yeah, but he was just straight up on pencils. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just stamps stuff. Maybe he doesn't write anything, because we don't see him write anything. Yeah. He just stamps shit. Yeah. Why is the teacher so sweaty in this movie? He is so <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> Mr. Thorne? I actually made a note that Mr. Thorne is really sweaty and gross. Yeah. He makes me uncomfortable. He looks like a wet hot dog. God, I got hot tea in my mouth. <laughs> Come on. Just almost came through my nostrils. <laughs> he looks like a wet hot dog in a, in a shirt. Uh, I got apple cider vinegar in there because I'm getting over a cold. That would have burned very badly. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Shoot tea through my nose. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he does look like a wet he do, a he, hot dog. A he, wet hot he looks dog. like a sweaty hot dog. Yeah. A sweaty hot dog. Like one of those hot dogs that's been on the cooker for too long at like a 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's like split a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's, <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. Do you, are you going to talk about the connection to Back to the Future with that guy? You know what? I I know he's in that movie. I haven't I haven't seen Back to the Future a lot, mm-hmm. so I can't recall it like that. But he is in that. Mm-hmm. So he's a teacher in that one too. And oh, like, yeah. And then he's uh he's like uh, no slackers, no tardies is like written on on the board. Mm-hmm. And he he calls the McFly slackers all the time, and he hands Marty a a tardy uh, slip. Is there a callback to? Mm-hmm. Back to the Future in this? Yeah, there's like multiple nods to it. No way. There's a De- uh, in the Roach Motel. There's a DeLorean. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And uh, speaking of throwbacks, Junior's science project is the bow tie killer. That's How like electricity only, works. That's like the only mention of the first movie. Oh, there's so much from the first movie in this. Really? Well, the car that he's driving, that John Ritter is driving. Is the car that he quote unquote borrowed from Roy? Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. the same car. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when they're at the when they're at the carnival, uh, and he does the strongman contest and rings the bell and he gets that the doll. It's a my buddy doll, and he pulls the bow tie off of a my buddy doll to become the bow tie killer guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, come on, Amy Asbeck is she. You know, she's in this movie, and she, she was Flo in the first one, and now she's Annie Young. Yeah, that's, uh... There's so much from the first movie coming into the second movie. Has there ever been another sequel where they were like, hey, we really l- want you in this movie, but obviously we can't bring you back as your original character. Let's just put you in a different, make you a different person. They did that in Return of the Living Dead 2. I'm sure they've done it a lot, but they did it in Return of the Living Dead 2. They brought mm. back um, James Karen and Tom Matthews. 
Mm, there's got to be some other examples. There ha- there's definitely. I just can't think of it right now. Yeah. But like they definitely do it. But I thought it was really interesting because she kind of plays the opposite character of what she was. Yeah. Like as evil as as Flo was, this is how sweet that Annie Young is. Yeah. Um, her and John Ritter met filming their first movie. And that's when they started dating and got married. They did get married. Yeah. In real life. They did. It's pretty all, sweet. All the way up till his death. And yeah, she, and then she started a foundation for him. Yeah, and she is uh, still very much an advocate for, uh, you know, mainly like heart disease and bringing awareness to it. And yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. John Ritter. Man, oh, dude, I such just, a loss. I can't say enough about John Ritter. And I have so many John Ritter movies just because I just love John Ritter. He feels like your dad or yeah. like your uncle yeah. or like you know your son or like your brother like he just feels like family because yeah. he just has like really like a kind face and you know he just always plays such like a humble sweet person and he kind of just becomes that person mm-hmm. but i totally agree i mean i love john ritter so much and i have a lot of his obscure films like the last fling and this movie called skin deep yeah. one of my favorite well my favorite john ritter role is in sling blade Oh yeah, plays Vaughn. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie so too, much. dude. I love that movie too. Yeah. Um, have you seen the horror movie he's in? It. Yeah. Besides that one. <laughs> no. But but he's like he. It's called Terror Track. No, I believe that's it's called Terror Track. It's really obscure. And I haven't seen it in a while, but okay. he plays like I think he plays the killer in that movie. Terror Track. Terror Tracked. Oh, okay, with a T tracked with a t ct yeah okay yeah i believe that's what it is but i know he's in that that horror movie besides it but okay his character's also named ben in it hey do you think that's why uh there's a lot of clown imagery in the problem child movies holy shit i didn't think about that dude i hate clowns (laughs) oh my god maybe john ritter should have been like yeah me too buddy that could have been like a wink wink oh i would have loved that he's like yeah i don't like clowns either (laughs) shit like is that a thing it's pretty cool phil yeah. i think you've vh stumbled onto something kiss there. me fat boy <laughs> hey speaking of that uh the lawanda intro she's like out of my way fat boy oh she's the worst oh my god who was that beefcake he's an adonis <laughs> he's an adonis six feet tall 185 pounds inseam 35 inches oh sweet jesus take me home <laughs> because it is it is seriously one of the best strings of dialogue in this movie take me home (laughs) sweet jesus take me home (laughs) what is that that's his son yo her uh assistant guy the the i don't know the guy that's always just following her around the dude's in um office space in what part he's he's um one of the I don't, I don't know his name in the the movie, but he's like the. So, what's your favorite Michael Bolton song? You know that guy. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Huh. Makes sense. I haven't seen Office Space in quite a while. I love that movie. I love it too. It's super funny. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a classic. This but. isn't a favorite moment, but Rhoda, the babysitter. Now, there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about with Rhoda. Okay, because the pigs thing. Watching a pig documentary. And always horny. Like, they say the pigs are always horny, so I had to look this up. 
are pigs always horny? Really? And it turns out that pigs can have orgasms from 30 to 90 minutes. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's insane, <laughs> right? Like, I, could, I couldn't believe it. What? I was like, how does watching Problem Child 2 get me to, like, the duration of orgasms for pigs? Oh, man. But it's true. But I think it's totally mirroring, like, her. Like, it's calling her a pig, right? Right. Yeah. And because she's eating ruffles and, like, smoking cigarettes and, like, you know, she has, like, In the cakes. house. Yeah. What the fuck? It's the 90s, man. And then her, like, grungy, like biker boyfriend comes over so i watched this on amazon and one thing i love about it is you can pause the scene and like it'll show you who's in the scene the actors and everything oh really yeah yeah cool. and um his description is scuzzy boyfriend right yeah that makes sense he is a scuzzy boyfriend <laughs> um but yeah then because she's eating like a pig and they say always horny like about the pigs and then she goes upstairs and has sex with her boyfriend and Junior projects it on the side of the house for the whole neighborhood to see. With a VHS camcorder. I didn't hear any complaints. <laughs> sure didn't. Yeah, that happens while Ben is on his date. And uh, Junior calls her ex-husband. And the dude's eating dog food. Chow down dog food. Yeah. Man. Now, did you spot in the background, he has the Big Ben starter pack. He does. That his grandpa sells. So I he guess does. his grandpa has a scheme where he sells, I don't know. Starter kits. Franchise starter kits. Now, they're watching the commercial, and he's like, buy my franchise starter kit, $399. And later on in the movie, he says, hell, I only sold one starter kit. And he sold <laughs> oh, it to him. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so that's that's the one starter kit that he sold is is to that guy. If I come across one of those starter kits on eBay, like, screen use starter kit there's only one (laughs) i'm gonna get it for you it's gonna be 399 dollars at least we always talk about this but killer room okay we've already mentioned this a little bit like he also has another killer room yeah he does like cool room dude until lawanda gets a hold of it and she does clowns again i hate clowns i hate clowns this bitch is busting my balls Does he say that? Yeah. Wait, why don't I remember that? I don't know if he says bitch, but he says this lady's busting my balls or something like that. <laughs> he calls her a bitch a couple times, which is, it, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, he calls uh, Trixie, he says, the bitch must die. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's a pretty intense line for a for a kid to say. I don't think he says bitch. I think he says this woman's busting my balls. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, he says some outlandish shit in this movie, for sure. Yeah. Um, the electric scene, I guess, where... Um, oh, with Martha, Martha Quinn or whatever. Was it? She was a MTV VJ. She was. Yeah, she was... One in, of the very first ones. Yeah, she was an MTV personality. Hmm. So that scene reminded me of something. Her getting electrocuted like that and her hair doing that. Wow, yeah. It's so cool. Reminded me of Adam's Family too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, well, we're going to talk Home Alone, too, right? No, is that Home Alone? Oh, You're yeah. Right? A little yeah, bit. A little yeah. bit. There's an execution machine in that, in that one. And when LaWanda rolls up to the house, the guy, her uh, assistant guy, he's driving one of those weird-ass little Urkel cars. Oh, yeah. That like those cousin roller skate it, cars? Yeah, that cousin It drives in Adam's family. Wow, you're right. Yeah. It is that car. I don't know what that car is called. I like that you called it an Urkel car, though. Yeah, because Urkel yeah. had one. It's got like the uh, two wheels in the front, one in the back, and it just opens up like this pod. 
I don't know what the hell you call those things. I don't either, but they're cool. Yeah. I'm suddenly not feeling so well. That makeup is insane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really, really cool. It's like it's like an aspect of horror inside of this movie, you know, because it, it's, it's played for laughs, mm-hmm. but it's also pretty horrific, like, getting electrocuted that badly. You know what I mean? So Yeah, apparently Junior knows how to wire up a, a doorbell. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he does. Sure. This kid knows how to do everything. <laughs> kind of a Home Alone vibe, yeah? For sure. And another doorbell prank. Dennis, Dennis the Menace. The Menace. Oh. <laughs> All right. Good night. <laughs> oh, and um, uh, Wojtek, the the guy that is eating the dog food and like yeah. bonks Ritter in the head at the, at the. I love that you remembered his name. Yeah. Um, he is VH Snacking alum because he was in Black Sheep. He's Fred. He's one of the right hand men at uh. No, is that Tommy Boy? No. Yo, no, you're thinking of Tommy Boy. I'm thinking of Tommy Boy. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. See, we always get these movies, oh, these movies played yeah. together, man. I know who you're talking though. He he worked for Tommy uh for Tommy Callahan. Yeah, he worked yeah, for Tommy. He worked yeah, in yeah. his office. Okay. Yeah, and he's a good character actor. He's been a bunch of shit. So. He was also in Fight Club. Oh, he was in Fight Club. Was Edward yeah. Norton's boss. That's right. Cool actor. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure you're gonna have this moment as well. But Perhaps. I think this is one of the moments that everybody thinks of whenever they see this movie the carnival scene oh the barf scene yeah dude yes this is amazing yeah junior tries to get on the ride but he can't because it's too short but uh murph and trixie get on must be tough being a little shrimpo a little shrimpo pee pee in your little diapers afraid <laughs> you're gonna pee pee in your diapers so junior has a bad to the bone moment yeah cranks up the uh the crazy dance. The crazy dance. To seven in the danger level. Oh, yeah. The puking in this scene is fantastic. I mean, it's all hose puking. It's all like, you know, where they hide the hose behind yeah. the actor's face and it's a hose spraying or whatever. But there is one puke in particular where this guy is puking on his kid. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? <clears throat> I do. <clears throat> He's just straight up puking on his kid. It's hilarious. This scene made me a little uneasy. It's it, gross. It was. It's, it's disgusting. Just, it's just gross, dude. It is such excessive puking. It is like almost two minutes of pure puking. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, the Sandlot has a wonderful and fun puke scene. I was going to say, the Sandlot kind of, sort of, I don't know if you'd say rip it off, but no. it's kind of the same scene. It is the same scene. It's very similar, right? I mean, they're puking on a ride that gets turned up too much so well it's not because they get turned up too much it's because they're doing they're doing tobacco yeah yeah we'll let you decide viewers listeners (laughs) vh snackers (laughs) vh snackers what do you think so before the puke scene though one of my favorite moments and i'm just going to inject this before i do my moments yeah we can just throw throw them out as they go doesn't matter when murph is in line he's he's like you gonna pee pee in your diaper yeah. And then he like walks up and he fucking roundhouse kicks the octopus and he's like, Aya! and he like kicks the head off the octopus. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Does he really need to kick the head off the octopus? It is amazing. It's a great roundhouse kick too. That's a one take. How, like, how old is the guy that playing Murph? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Maybe like 18, 20. It's gotta be somewhere around there. Yeah. At least like 16. 
I'm don't the know. senior student in this school. Yeah, no shit. You've been here since 1970. <laughs> yeah, Junior taping Murph to the chalkboard. What a cool scene. I would like to see how he made that happen. I was wondering if you were going to look it up and see like how they made that happen. I did see like a quick behind the scenes shot of them, like this little featurette, and I could see Murph on the wall. So he was actually up there, but as far as how they got him up there or how they pulled off the gag, I don't know. They'd have to be like have him on some like invisible strings or something like oh, that. Oh, sure. Like just like some sort of suspension, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a really cool shot. The dinner scene, the roach, the roach. Is- oh my god, dude. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah, yeah, another I mean, that's it's really good and I like when uh uh Big Ben's like, say, what the hell is in this salad? And she's like, it's blue cheese. (laughs) It's not even, even, it's just for some reason that moment always sticks out to me. It's like, it's blue cheese. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that. Obviously, it's it's fucking awesome. He's he's eating a Zagnut afterwards, which I always love the appearance of the Zagnut. Yeah. As a candy bar, like, because it's in Beetlejuice too. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's also in Beetlejuice. It seems to be like, a really cool cameo candy bar. I don't think I've ever seen a Zagnut in person. They're pretty hard to find. They're delicious, though. If you like coconut peanut butter. Props to the the actor that plays Lawanda for letting them put an actual bug on her face. Mm-hmm. Actual bug, roach on her face. Yeah, that was actually there. So She also had one in her armpit, which I think wasn't real. But she had real ones on her back, too. It might have been a body double, though. Yeah. And my favorite part about the whole dinner scene is like the post scene. And you look at the back of John Ritter's jacket, of Ben's jacket. Yeah. And it's just like, it's loaded with like dead bogs. <laughs> it's like, it's so gross. <laughs> is, um, is, is that a thing that kids have? Roach motels? Yeah. I would think so. But you would think that if they had a roach motel that. It would be enclosed? It would be enclosed. Yeah. Not just like roaches just like hanging out. Yeah. What, uh. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe maybe there's people out there that have roaches as pets. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think roaches can be pets. I mean, I'm not a I don't want roach pets, but I mean, there's certain it's a very specific type of roach though. Yeah. So, um Yeah, wrote the the dinner scene's pretty good, my friend. <laughs> when that that tomato is like rolling back and forth, he's like, "What the hell is in this salad? It's blue cheese." <laughs> <laughs> No idea why that's so funny. I just fucking love it. I lose it every time she says <laughs> it. Dude. That is, that really is a good line. It's really good. One of the more bizarre moments when the the animal control guys pop up in the movie for no reason. Okay. <laughs> now, there's a lot to talk about here, too. All right. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, first of all, they show up and they do seem out of place, right? They mm-hmm. seem like weird, weird characters. It's almost like a bizarre uh commercial during it does it is a commercial it turns into a commercial it almost feels like a dream sequence it's Uh so weird yeah but like he like starts to touch him and he's like not now did you realize that what there's a part where like he's they're standing there and they're listening to junior and junior's like yeah i'll go get the dog and like he goes inside and the one guy starts to touch his shoulder like sexually and he's like not now i did not catch that yeah whoa (laughs) yeah so there's like that a lot, is a lot going there. on here in this scene. Yeah, so that's in there. That's pretty interesting. It always makes me laugh. Hmm. And then, yeah, all of a sudden they just... The chow down commercial? Yeah. 
and it's like dressed a different way inside the van yeah and then it's like chow down it's like an actual commercial for chow down look at him chow down wow wait till you see how shiny his coat gets now when i was a kid this was my favorite part of the movie five thousand percent when it shows that nippy is taking a shit the size of like i don't know a person a person it is i thought it was so funny it is steaming <laughs> there's steam why coming is this off in here like why is this scene in this movie i don't know but i'm glad that it is if i met the writers and or directors i would ask them specifically first thing is what's up with the chow down scene like why because you know he's eating chow down uh Wojtek is eating chow down on the phone right right i mean what's up it's bizarre it is bizarre sure. as shit and i love the poop because it's like a sculpture oh right? yeah yeah it's it's really really cool um yeah, and I love that it makes a cameo at the end, at the very end of the movie. Like, the last thing you see in this movie is a giant bile dog shit. And the last thing you see in the first one is a set of pig balls. It's true. And they fart in Flo's face. Yep. What's that smell? <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. Did you I have- do not have rabies. <laughs> I am rich. I am powerful. <laughs> I do not have rabies. <laughs> yeah, it's uh what's up with the guy that wants the biggest nose in the world? <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna be somebody. People are gonna remember me. I'm gonna have the biggest nose in the <laughs> world. Like everything's so wacky in this movie. Yeah, like the last fifteen minutes of this movie, they were off the rails. It's dude. almost like the director the writers or whatever were just like you know what fuck it let's just let's just go crazy they do go crazy like yeah. this shit makes zero sense right yeah. i mean and i don't know like i also love how he's like oh you don't want to play with that back to the the chow down scene with the 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 rabies dudes yeah and they're like oh you don't want to mess with that that's blood from a rabid dog and you know junior's got the bad to the bone moment it's like it doesn't even matter how he gets the blood it has no there's no explanation how he gets the blood how he gets it to the place how he sends it to a lab there's just no yeah no no explanation but you just accept it like i there's i don't not accept it by the way apparently that guy that works at the lab that calls whoever that tells him that lawanda has rabies apparently he was in Ernest saves christmas as what i don't know but he was in it mm-hmm. so more some more alone maybe like the airport guy cool i, I just i have so many moments still so i mean how many more you got was the pizza dinner one of course dude the yeah. food fight is sick dude i really i won't i wish there were a restaurant like this the wacky loud pizza place pizzarific yeah you know what i don't get so they walk into pizzarific and he's like you sure you want to eat here junior it's really loud in here and he's like yeah you know pizza is my favorite food and he's like oh it is like, what is the point? Is there, is there like a nod that we're missing there? Because it's, it's like, you don't it's know. bad writing? Is it, I don't know. Like, is what it, why, what's the purpose of him going, oh, it is? Like, what, what are we missing there? Wouldn't he know that? He should know that because he's such a great dad, yeah. right? And it's like, why would something so minor have him miss that? Hmm. You know pizza's my favorite food. And he just like seems like clueless about it. That is uh, kind of strange. Maybe it's something from the first one that I'm missing. Yeah. But I thought that was curious. But yeah, they see uh, Peabody. On a date? 
on a date with uh, a lady that was apparently in Swamp Thing. She was in Swamp Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked up to see what else she was in. I also read that she produces documentaries now, but she doesn't have any credits on IMDb for it. Hmm. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's him and it's higher. And they're together. Ow! <laughs> you kids are horrible. I can't even do the Godfrey voice, man. Yeah. He's, it's just so good. I can only do it because my throat hurts today. Sorry I sound like shit, everybody. Oh, uh, so great. <laughs> but the food fight scene is iconic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. especially you have to talk about the ooey gooey cheese and how it just looks like slime. I was going to say, what is in the food? It I mean, looks like uh, an earnest scared stupid when the trolls come out of the ground and they got all this like stringy slime. It definitely just looks like snot. Yeah. It's like, but a- I, I think they like, cooked it up to like, you know, make it more disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, because when it's sliding off their face and stuff like that, it looks totally gross. Yeah. But I thought this scene was so cool when I was a kid. It, me too. Love this You don't scene. see good food fight scenes anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know new movies? Yeah. Yeah, like, bring back the food fight. You know, when I was a kid, I thought that food fights were going to be a common occurrence in life. Because I would see them on TV and movies quite a bit. This yeah. is definitely top tier food fight I mean, scene. have you ever been, any listeners out there? You know, at your your high school, middle school, whatever. Was there ever a food fight? Like, a major food fight? I would love to hear about a food fight. You've never been in a real food fight? No. Have you? No. Exactly. No. Has anybody? I feel like like somebody had to be in in a food fight at some point. I would be like, hey, I want to eat this food. I'm not throwing it at anybody. I remember a kid tried to know, start. Dude. I feel like a kid's tried to start a food fight, and then like he threw a hot dog or something, and just got suspended. Yeah, like that shit got shut down That's real how fast. Food fights go. Like somebody, like you know, like has the guts to like try to start a food fight, and then they just get suspended for four days, and they have to like you know, parents are gonna be pissed at him or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So if uh, anybody listening out there has a good food fight story, let us know. In high school, I did take a zebra cake and slam it into the ground. <laughs> Like rebel, I, I like spiked it like a football. <laughs> nice. But they were just like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Nothing." And they're like, "Sit down." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." They just, you know, I would do like wacky shit in high school. So <laughs> they definitely slammed that zebra cake into the ground as hard as I could, and it just exploded. <laughs> I know it's zebra cake abuse, but and I know they're delicious, but I, it, it's it's like the one thing that I have that's connected <laughs> to a food fight. But yeah, excellent food fight scene. It's it's iconic. I mean, I don't I. If people are asking me what's your top three, you know, food fight scenes, like this is definitely in in there. Even though it's like relatively short, right? Yeah, it is relatively short, but I think it's because of the the like the snotty pizza that makes it so memorable because it is so gross. Yeah, Amy Yazback really catches one to the side of the face there. There's a great yeah, it like her knocks her glasses sure. off and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Yeah, she she definitely gets hit hard. Um, so yeah, super cool scene. I guess we got to talk about the love rock, the rock of love, <laughs> which I didn't realize. He says they stole it from the Indians. Ugh. Was that the, that's what he said in the slide. He's like, they stole it from the Indians. Oh, and they also see also, which made me cringe. And then, yeah. and then he, and then he says the Dumore family. So the Wanda is, she founded this town. Her family did. And that's why she's so rich. No way. Yeah. Cause the Dumores who founded Mortville 
and it, her name is Lawanda Dumore, so I assume that she's so valuable. Fifty million. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's the ticket to my financial freedom. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'm not like these people. Yeah, so Dumore, that's where she gets all her money. I'm pretty sure. In a very slight way, her family founded this town. And probably did some really bad things to people yeah. to establish themselves. Like exactly. still the love rock from the Indians. Well, you already established that she's a horrible person because like they missed a payment. Of course. Put them out on the street. You're like, this is a, a nursing home. You're like, I yeah. don't care. I think it's crazy. Really, really bad. Come tomorrow, I'm going to marry your daddy. <laughs> and you're going to be on the first plane to boarding school in Baghdad. <laughs> in Baghdad. <laughs> She's oh man, she is gross. She is the absolute worst. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, she's the worst. Hate, hate, hate Lawanda. Yeah, but I do love. I will say this. I love her signature, like on like the it's like three D printed or like it's made into a sign or whatever, and it just says Lawanda Dumore. It's got like a picture of herself. I don't know. I thought I it was cool. missed that. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she's horrible, but she's got tons of money, so she can make cool shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. And that kind of takes us to the wedding day, you know? Mm, yeah. Let me ask you this. Did you, I kind of felt like the last 15 minutes or so of this movie, it kind of feels, kind of goes down a bit. I mean, it goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I know it goes, it goes, kind of goes down. I think I have to say. It just runs out of steam. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. It ends really abruptly too. Yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, I don't know where else you want it to go because you get the happy ending, and then, like I yeah. said, the last thing you see is a big pile of dog shit. <clears throat> so yeah, just yeah. I mean, not a whole lot to say about the wedding day. I mean, Lawanda. I mean, a uh, junior trips. Lawanda. Look yeah, at her face. Look at her face. Three hundred eighty-six thousand dollars <laughs> worth of double overtime surgery. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, um, and Trixie rolls up to the wedding with the love rock, drops it, and goes down the aisle. Love I it. paused it at the perfect moment and saw Trixie's stunt double is clearly a dude with a blonde wig on. Really? Yeah, like a, <laughs> like a burly fucking 40-year-old dude, and they threw a blonde wig on him. I mean, you only see it first. You would never yeah, notice unless a, you, unless you paused it. second, but... I wonder how they made that love rock, though. And how much know. it really I, weighed. And... I had another thought. Like, I wonder what happened to that. Because is that They probably some, destroyed that. Like, who's going to take that home and put it in their backyard or something? I love when... Uh, um, it's probably really cheaply made. Has to be. like huge styrofoam or something, right? It can't weigh that probably. much. But it has to roll, right? So, I mean, it has to have some sort of weight to it. Yeah. It's a cool prop. The Love Rock, iconic, iconic prop from the nineties. Yeah, and it, you know what? It kind of works because that always stood out in my mind mm-hmm. when I think of this movie. You think of the Love Rock? Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, the one with the rock thing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it works. I always think of like vomit on the the ride. The love what? Josh is laughing over there. What is I'm it? I'm just thinking of her like <laughs> when they drop the love rock and she's like, I hate children. <laughs> I command you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> if I had enough power, I'd wipe them off the face of the earth. I mean, she's just so horrible. She's such a horrendous human. 
Um, but one of my favorite parts uh, is when Annie runs up and pulls Trixie off of the the tractor or not the tractor, but the the caterpillar or whatever. Yeah, she's like, "How many times have I told you not to operate heavy machinery?" <laughs> like she does it all the time. Yeah, you know, it's pretty awesome. And uh, well, Big Ben and Lawanda found love. You love me, you love me. And uh, Junior shoots a stick of dynamite into the cake. It takes off like a rocket. And it lands. does take off like a rocket. It takes off dude. like a fucking rocket. You can see the rocket like shit at the bottom of it. Yeah, how did they... Uh, I wonder how they pulled off that gag. I mean, it's not... It can't be... It's not propelled from those rockets that we see. Right. They probably have it on strings. Just have, yeah, they just probably pull it up with like, you know, some sort of crane or something. Yeah. And it lands on... Lawanda and Ben. I wonder how many times they had to drop that cake on Lawanda and Big Ben to actually get the shot. I don't know. You know? Because it feels like it should be a one one and done take, but it's probably not, though. I'd be pissed. Yeah, to do it like five times. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, getting cake dropped on your head might be that bad. I don't know. But yo. Not when Nippy's taking a shit beside you. <laughs> She's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a huge pile of dog shit. It's not as big of a shit as the first one, though. It's not. Which means they made two separate dog shit sculptures. Yeah, where are those sculptures? Mm, I I don't know, but they're cool. I wonder what they made it out of. And uh, that's that's the end of the movie. I mean, we can talk about other moments, but... There's a few that I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, Then you see Ben and Annie hand in hand as credits roll. Beautiful ending. One of my favorite, I love John Ritter when he goes to the door and she's like, I made you a cherry pie. And then he like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good segue into, uh, are you hungry? Do you want a VH snack? Oh shit. Yeah. You almost forgot about it, didn't you? I almost forgot. It's incredible. It's the name of the show, dude. VH snacking. So let's do some snacking. So, you know, there's a few things I could have done here. I could have done a slimy pizza, but we did the slimy pizza already. You're a vegetarian, so I couldn't do, like, meatballs. Oh, and, like, fling them into my cleavage? Yeah, yeah, you know. And I made a cherry pie. Oh, my God. Guaranteed to not give you the runs. Oh, yeah. Because that's one of my favorite parts, is when she's like, she's like, of course, uh, uh, Junior's like, of course I remember. Your cherry pie gave us the runs. (laughs) And it's like, what? He's he's thinking about somebody else's pie. (laughs) But if you think back, it might have because she's like, I made you a cherry pie. And then she sticks her finger yeah. into the cherry pie and then like Licks. sucks on her finger or whatever, like kind of weirdly. Mm. But sticking her finger into the cherry pie, it might have had some germs on it or something. Maybe so. You know what I mean? But this cherry pie <laughs> is guaranteed to not give you the runs and it is going to be delicious because it's going to be, you want good cherry pie. Do so you have a nice glass of piss lemonade to wash it down? Yo, do piss lemonade? <laughs> Oh my god, dude! That's one of my favorite parts is when the dad drinks the lemonade. He's like two dollars for me, <laughs> for me, and he like drinks it and he like chugs it down. And he's like tangy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Funny looking kid. Oh, oh, whatever. What, what? What else? You disgusting, flatulating kid. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. Oh, did you realize that? Are we was... doing the snack? Yeah, we're going to. I just oh, want to okay. put one more thing in there. One more cameo that okay. I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Now we, we talk about a very. Uh, Brady Bunch movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Brady, or one of the Brady kids. Yeah, it's Peter Brady. 
Really? Okay. Yeah, it's Peter Brady, and he's like, what's he's in the negative class. nine times 42 or whatever? Yeah, well, this would have been like three or four years before the yeah. Brady Bunch. But that's Peter Brady in there. Okay. I thought it was pretty cool. Those movies are funny. The only other thing, and it's kind of small, but I want to mention it, is when Trixie peeks her head around the corner. She's like, hey, pumpkin head. You're going to wish you never said that. <laughs> <laughs> their rapport back and forth is really adorable um you know so but you gonna try this cherry pie yeah man let's go get some uh cherry pie what clip should i link the good people with hmm let's think what about you, what do you want to hear i don't know just play cherry pie by warrant oh that's cool that's a good one you just play all the barfing sounds from 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 the crazy dance i'll find something to play but uh i know you are, will we are gonna go eat some Cherry pie. That won't give you the runs. That won't give us the runs, hopefully. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. What are you doing for dinner tonight? I would like to make a toast to a terrific lady who has made us feel so welcome in our new town, who has fixed up our house and cooked us this incredible feast. Here, here. To Luanda. To Luanda. That is so sweet. Well, I hope you all enjoy this. I had my staff compile their favorite recipes. Well, I, for one, am famished, so let's eat, huh? <laughs> yeah. Josh was just telling me about the release of, speaking of sequels, of Free Willy 2. Yeah, and it comes with the uh, <laughs> the, the necklace, like the, the Free Willy 2. It comes with, comes with a necklace, dude. It came with a necklace? I'm pretty sure it's Free Willy 2, and it comes with like this little necklace, and it's like sealed inside of it. What's the necklace have on it? A whale? I think it's a whale. It's like a little brown like stone whale, but it's not really stone. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's cool. Man. Yeah. You should get that graded. Yeah, get the necklace version graded. Ooh, still have the necklace intact with the oh, cover. Wow. <laughs> so how'd you like that cherry pie? Was it like a was it like a sweet cherry pie? Was it warranted? Man. Oh my god. Was that mm-hmm. a pun? Yeah. Was it warranted? You got, you got that sweet cherry pie. 
Make a grown oh. man cry. Um, man, that uh, that cherry pie was very good. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I feel like you know I'm not a baker per se, but I. I no, am... man, that was uh, that was good. Cool. Hopefully, it doesn't give me the runs. I mean, if it does, we'll know it's authentic. But this is guaranteed not to give you the runs because I don't want to do that to you, dude. Can I ask you what were some of the front runner snacks? Did you have any other ideas? Like, ooh. I really wanted to get a Zagnut. I wanted to make a yeah. salad and just have a Zagnut on top of it <laughs> and put like fate roaches in it. But I, you know what? I thought you were going to do that. Well, <laughs> make a salad and put like fake roaches yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. But we couldn't eat that. You know, I mean, you just don't eat the fake roaches. But when we're just eating a what salad, if you went all out and put live roaches in it. Oh, wow. What if I got dried roaches? You know, because you can eat roaches, right? Like bugs that are like flavored. Ugh, I'm not. You wouldn't do you, it? You can dig it. I don't know. Could you eat that? You couldn't. I mean. Can you eat insects on your diet? Well, I don't consider it a diet. Um, well, I mean, well, the, your lifestyle. I like just don't eat meat. Um, I don't know. Like, I know some people, that is a thing. Like people that don't eat meat, but they eat like dehydrated crickets and stuff. So, yeah. No, it's an interesting I'm, question. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good on the crickets and roaches. I did want to do a salad, and I was just like, no, I just want to do a cherry pie because I, I, I wanted. I thought it makes sense, you know. Like when I think of Problem Child too, I think about the cherry pie scene. So, and also he eats a zagnut, and it, like I said, zagnuts are very difficult to come by around here. So yeah, yeah, couldn't find one, but they're good, man. You ever had a zagnut? I have not. It's no. good. It's like toasted coconut with peanut butter. Okay, very good. You have to like order them online or something. You would probably have to order them, yeah. Because I don't. Yeah. And, well, there's a uh, Rocket Fizz around here. Like you can go there and pro- they probably have a Zagnut there, which is like a cool sweet shop. Yeah. Well. Um, Josh, did you have any other moments from Problem Child? Are you going to go back and rewatch this anytime soon? Or well, yeah, we were talking about how how you felt about it because you're like, man. I don't know if I'm going to revisit this movie for a while. Like, see, I feel like it's going to be a solid. Well, I have watched Problem Child 2 twice in the last 48 mm. hours. Yeah. And after my last viewing today, while I still enjoyed it, I was like, you know what? I think uh, I think I'm good for about 10 solid years. 10 more years? Yeah. 2030. You're going to revisit this movie. 2032. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. wow. <laughs> we'll Maybe. See. Maybe, maybe never again. No, I mean, this movie made me feel good watching it. It's it's a cool world. It does feel surreal at times because especially of the, the dog commercials and dog food commercials and stuff. I mean, revisiting it, it's really fun. Like, the movie's still yeah. funny. It's a little outrageous. I do like the movie. I'm not trashing it, but... It's a little outrageous, and it did feel comfort. Like, today was a perfect day because here in Raleigh, North Carolina, it is overcast today. So watching it, you know, on a Sunday afternoon... I mean, I watched it yesterday too, but this morning popping it on and it's, it's, it's rainy outside and it reminded me of actually renting problem child too, like actually going to the video store. Cause I rented it quite a bit, you know, cause it was, it was a good one for yeah. me growing up and man, there was nothing better than a rainy day trip to the video store. Oh dude. Yeah. So it, it hit some high notes on nostalgia yeah. for me. So like going, you know, waking up and, you know, popping the tape on and just like hanging out on the couch for a little bit and having it be overcast outside but yeah absolutely those vibes of like rainy you know you can't go out and play on saturday or sunday afternoon so what do you do you just sit on the couch and watch some 
video videotape rentals, you know? Yeah. So it was definitely comforting. And revisiting it, this movie is way weirder than I remember it. Like, watching it as an adult, it's like a weird-ass movie, which I I hope that people could gravitate towards it and be like, oh, I like the first one. I don't really remember the second one. The second one's really, like, a bizarre kind of movie. And it's, you know, it's got some stuff that doesn't age so well, but it also, like, you know, if you can take it with a grain of salt, I think it's done in, you know, purposefully bad taste, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, Same director as uh, Beethoven. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and Flintstones, right? Flintstones and Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, baby. What a classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Flintstones' Viva Rock Vegas Whoa. as well. He did the sequel. I never saw those movies. Flintstones movies? Yeah. I watched them. I had the Flintstones action figures when they came out. I mm-hmm. thought they were really cool. I was like, what, 10 years old when they came out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first one came out like 90. I don't know. I don't know. Score Scroogey. Scroogey. Oh, you bringing up nothing but trouble? You got to put it in there every time, man. Hey, man, I have. Every uh, single time. I bought that VHS recently. It's coming in the mail. Excellent. You need it on tape. I know. I, there's some movies I was like, I, I have to have this on VHS. And Nothing But Trouble is one of them. Did you get the Blu ray, though? No. So I you bought get... the tape before the Blu ray. I know. In true VH snack I and stuff. I really want to. Man, I, I got to see those special features. Yeah, they sound cool. Yeah. So you're not going to watch Problem Child ever ever again, probably? Uh, I wouldn't say, No, I wouldn't say ever again. If it comes my way, I'll watch it, but I, I doubt I'll ever seek it out again. See, rewatching it made me realize how much appreciation I have for this film. That I might throw it on once in a while, you know, just like if it is like a Saturday morning and I'm cleaning the house or, or whatever. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's just so throw, throw it on. But would you recommend this film to people? You know, would you be like, hey, you should see this. You have to see this. Or would you say it's for a specific type of person that wants to see a specific type of comedy? I I think there's a lot of movies I would recommend before this one. Yeah. If I was like, yeah. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be one of those movies where I'm like, you haven't seen Problem Child? You got to. It's a, yeah. it's a classic. But, um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I enjoy these movies. They're nostalgic. It was the age of mischievous kids, you know? Yeah, the yeah. Early 90s. That was Home Alone, Dennis the Menace. Uh... I would say that Michael Oliver is the icon, though. Like, Junior yeah. is the icon for mischievous kids, like bad kids of the 90s. Yeah. Did you happen to read anything about the uh, financial drama that went down with this movie? No, dude, I did not. So this movie had a budget of like 11 million and they Michael Oliver's parents agreed that he would be in this movie for 80,000. So the day before the shoot they basically blackmailed the studio saying like, you know, we demand more than 80,000 or he's not going to do this movie. And I think the story goes that they gave in to their demands, but after filming they turned around and sued her sued his parents to get that money back because she basically extorted them. Now, granted, 80000 does seem kind of low when you're talking about essentially the star of the movie. I guess you could argue John Ritter is the star. But, I mean, the movie's called Problem Child 2. Junior is the problem child. Yeah, it's not like Great Dad 2. Right. 
Even though I would watch a movie with John Ritter being a great dad. Oh, could you imagine a different world if like Problem Child was called like Really Great Dad? Really Great Dad? Or it's like Super Dad? Fantastic Father starring John Ritter. What does his hat say in the first one? It says like... Super Dad? One of them says Super Dad and the other one just says Dad on it. Or number one says number one dad and the other one just says dad on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the real dad caps of problem child. Um, no, you're right. I mean, $80,000, I don't know. I mean, in 1990, that's a lot of money. For a kid? It's like a quarter, it's like almost $200,000, you know? Because it has to yeah. double, you know? Inflation. Either way, um, yeah. Michael Oliver, he, uh, he doesn't act anymore. After 95, he stopped, yeah. And... Kind of turned into like a metalhead roadie looking dude for a little bit. Yeah, I thought he was doing PC stuff last time I looked, like computer stuff. Oh, I don't know. But he leads a fairly normal life, you know. Did you see that reunion they had where they all went and took pictures and everything? I did, yeah. yeah I thought that was cool. The whole cast, Amy Asbach, Michael Oliver, the girl that plays Trixie, Murph, the twins, mm-hmm. some other notable characters. They all showed up and did like this photo shoot thing and uh her name is ivy schwan ivy and schwan is the girl who played trixie oh okay Mm -hmm. the twins were there yeah yeah twins are so cool i feel like they're in something else too what else were they in the shining no 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 (laughs) but um yeah it was cool to see that it was cool to see that reunion and see the pictures and stuff like that because he said michael oliver said that he stayed good friends with Ivy. He's like, he said, we've been best friends ever since. And, hmm. You know, that they made like a really like cool, strong bond, like a cool friendship on that film, which I thought was really cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So Josh, any other thoughts on problem child too? Anything no, I mean, else you, you want to get out there? I mean, if you just want to watch like a really weird comedy from the nineties that has some really surreal moments and has some like WTF moments and it's just pretty fun all around. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a solid like 5.7 to 6.2 somewhere around there to me. Sounds fair. To I'd, me. I'd probably give it about the same. Yeah, and it's it's definitely not the best movie in the world, but you know if you love John Ritter, this is a good one for him and there's some funny shit in it. And it really like I said it's nostalgic for me. It makes me like I really got that feeling today. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just because <laughs> of the rainy day or whatever like it's it's it takes me back to like renting videos and stuff like that. So it felt really cool. Um, so if you're looking for something like that, give it a VH spin. So what you're saying is you are going to buy that standee today. No. Put in your tape room. I want it, but I, I can't. If I bought it for you, would you I, like graciously accept it? Yeah, but uh, you shouldn't because. Because it's missing the pitchfork. Because it's missing the pitchfork and it's also too expensive, dude. You're very kind and I appreciate it, but. I'm going to message the guy and be like, hey, I will give you 70 bucks for that thing. Let's make it's, it happen. And see what he says. See what he says. I mean, I love it. I yeah. love Problem Child, so. Well, I, mean, I feel like there's, if I'm going to get you a standee, there might be something better I can get you. I mean, Problem Child's pretty good, dude. Yeah, I know. But I haven't really um, searched through that world a whole lot. It's kind of expensive. Of standee, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's maybe something better out there. I don't know. Maybe. I don't we'll know. keep looking. I don't know. Just keep looking. Keep keep VH shopping for it, you know? 
But do we have an MVP? Do you have an MVP? Oh, yeah. MVPs. Um, you know what? When I was rewatching this today, I started laughing more at Grandpa. He's awesome. I mean, he's really funny. Jack Warden is funny in this movie. I mean, movie. he is. I don't know. Like when he when he sees that the twins are selling his suit, he's like, "Nippy, what the hell did they do with you, Nippy? Silk for shirt a, for a dime? For a nickel? <laughs> Nippy, they're selling you for a nickel? <laughs> he's like, hey, I got a suit just like that. Wait, I paid two thousand dollars for it. Wait a minute. <laughs> and like when he's drunk on the back porch, he's like, Nippy, you won't obey. I thought you abandoned me. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, Nippy." What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, yeah, when Nippy, like, turns into wood. <laughs> yeah, he hypnotizes yeah. the dog. Yeah, P.S., there's a... That's what that Chowdown commercial is, is the dog is hypnotized. Because he yeah. tried to get the hypnotize the dog to bite Lawanda. In the butt. But then he just... And you want to bite her butt off. Yeah, bite her butt off. And um, <laughs> so the dog just becomes frozen, like, suspended animation. And... They get the dog to come back by feeding it chow down. Why not? Makes zero sense, but I love it. Yeah. But yeah, so Grandpa he, like touches Nippy and he just falls, falls over. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So yeah. Um, you going with Grandpa? I'll, I'll give it to Grand. I'll, I'll give the MVP to Grandpa. Wow! Didn't see that one coming. Or maybe, That's awesome. Well, okay. Honestly, though, John Ritter. Yeah, I. It's got to be John Ritter for me. I mean, how could it not be John Ritter? Yeah. You just love him in this movie. You know, and I just love John Ritter in general. Yeah. He's a good actor, too. Great I mean, actor. He, you know, just he exudes this, like, warmth and, like, you can't can't not love him. You yeah. know what I mean? And what a cool person. And I think he does really give a, a really great performance. But I will say that Jack Warden is right on the heels of John Ritter. And I think it's a really good call that you said that because his performance is a great supporting comedic performance. Yeah. And as much as you hate LaWanda, like she, she is funny, but it's because you hate her, you know? Yeah. She's definitely memorable. I'm Pinocchio. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine waking up with like a horrible botched nose job and you just scream, I'm Pinocchio. Oh my God, man. Gotta have some kind of levity about your life, I guess. Oh, sweet Jesus, take me home. <laughs> that might be the best line He's in the movie. He's an Adonis. He's an Adonis. <laughs> I, tall. I love that high school picture of, of John Ritter, by the way, that they used. The high school picture? Like when he, she opens up his file, like the picture on the left is like him from high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like his actual high school picture. Hilarious. <laughs> like where does. Why is a file like that even. She's a millionaire, dude. She can get whatever she wants. She had like a she owns the town. Spy? Yeah. Okay. Totally. She owns the bank. You know. <laughs> she gets whatever she wants. So yeah, I would say John Ritter as well. And I know it's it's kind of like obvi, but I mean John Ritter rules, dude. Yeah. He He's does always, rule. He's always that. All so right. Well, I'll go next? Grandpa then. You going Grandpa? All right. All right. Yeah. So we're giving out the golden Gramp the golden M eighty. Oh, I yeah. was gonna say like golden pile of dog shit oh my god the golden pile of dog shit three foot tall pile of dog shit man that pile of dog shit is really remarkable steaming pile yeah cool well i think you wanted to you got the next one do you Uh, want to hint at it do you want to wait a little bit do you want to keep them on the edge of their vh seat what do you want to do um i think we know what we're doing what is it what do you think it is you have to tell me 
Okay, let's go ahead and do this movie because we've kind of talked about it before. Um, I really want to revisit Kingpin. I know you want to do Kingpin so bad, dude. I what mean, year is Kingpin? 97? 96. 96? I mean, I'm, it is I'm the down. ultimate Bill Murray role. He it's... is such a fucking asshole in that yeah. movie. It is so good. I'm ready to revisit Kingpin because... Bigger and McCracken? Come on. Yeah, it's it's good. Like, it's a funny movie, and I have I really haven't watched it since, like probably high school oh man yeah so like 2002 2003 it's one of those movies that i grew up on it and i go back to it at least every two years i watch it really or probably more often than that yeah i love that movie all right well let's do it i mean let's let's roll with it get it let's roll let's with roll it. with it hopefully and, uh, it will be my snack i don't know what i'm gonna do but i look forward to re-watching the movie and figuring it out yeah well i mean i don't even have a clue what i would do for the snack so well i'm excited not for you to worry about you no just, it's not you just show up and i we just talk sh- about it and uh show up and eat boy. i'll have a tasty snack for you tasty vh snack indeed well oh and uh look before this when this episode comes out we're gonna go on a little uh little road trip this weekend huh yeah we're going to chattanooga tennessee Chattanooga. Hutton and Smith Brewing. We're doing a beer with them and Five Wits Brewing. Yeah, Lunch Meat's doing a Rewinder Die PA. Get it? Mm. I'm not really an IPA kind of guy, but, you know, got to drink a Lunch Meat beer. You got to try one. Just drink one. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm a- looking forward to it, man. Are you looking forward to riding in a car with me for a total of 15 hours? Yes. I'm actually, this is, this, this is what I was born to do is ride in a car with you for 15 hours. Oh man, we are going to. Do you think that we could record an on the road, on the rewind road episode? Yeah, we could. Let's do it. We could do something like, uh, at least do like Instagram live kind of thing or. That'd be cool. I mean, we can record an actual episode if you want. I don't care. Let's try to do something. I mean, we're going to be on the road. We got plenty of time. We can talk about. Shit. Fuck. (laughs) 15 hours we can talk about uh we should do a road movie review while we're on the road but you're also driving this is not safe well dude it's gonna be mostly freeway like cruise control yeah it would just be like you're talking to me anyway yeah that's true all right i I mean we're gonna get on 40 and we're just gonna stay on it true a long time we'll make it we'll, we'll make it happen we'll figure something out could do dumb and dumber because they're on the road that'd oh my funny. god that'd be okay. funny yeah okay but we don't have a we have to stop and get a snack he's like ha, big gulps huh we will stop somewhere <laughs> and get big gulps <laughs> well see you later see you later <laughs> no yeah kingpin's next i'm into it i'm into it and then we are going in uh on march 5th i'm not sure when this episode's coming out but march 5th we will be um, in chattanooga tennessee be out on tuesday on it's coming tuesday two days yes Two days to Tuesday. This talk's not going to age very well for, you know, when people listen to it months ago. But the episode will be out <laughs> before we go on this trip. So if you happen to listen to it uh, on like March 2nd, 2022, this weekend, we'll be in Tennessee. Yeah, we will be. It's going to be super dope. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited as well. It's going to be fun. Cool, buddy. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, keep on VH snacking. <laughs>